Andy, my dude, have you heard of the magical website builder known as Squarespace? Ugh, not another Squarespace ad. I feel like every podcast is sponsored by them. <laughs> hey, 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 don't knock it till you try it. Yes, okay, it is overhyped. But actually, it lives up to the hype. Squarespace is like a website fairy godmother. With a click of a button, your site transforms into a beautiful masterpiece. A website fairy godmother? That sounds interesting. What makes it so magical? Well, for starters, those slick templates make anyone look like a professional web designer. Pick one, customize the colors and fonts to match your brand, and voila. Plus, the drag-and-drop fluid engine is so easy, your grandma could build a site on Squarespace. Well, she did knit me a lovely scarf last Christmas. Maybe website design is next. Exactly. And when you're ready to sell your Nana's handmade scarves online, Squarespace has built-in e-commerce. Add a store with one click. Get flexible payment options. Then watch those sales roll in. And when she wants to teach others her steezy scarf skills, Squarespace's new courses feature is just the ticket. Nana can set up her curriculum and enrollments and payments in a snap and become the next e-knitting influencer. Wow, you really sold me with the grandma angle. Sign me up for that free try. Just go to thenextreel.com slash Squarespace and transform your site into a beautiful Squarespace masterpiece. Well, thanks, Pete. Even though it's overhyped, Squarespace actually sounds perfect for Nana's site's needs. Appreciate the warning on the ads, though. I'll brace myself next time I listen to a podcast. Anytime. Let me know if you need any help getting that site up and running. Andy, can you believe we've almost hit 700 episodes of The Next Reel? I know, it's crazy. And with all the other episodes in our family of podcasts, we are well over 1,200 episodes of movie conversation. It's really pretty amazing that we've gotten to have these in-depth movie chats every week for over a decade now. And we couldn't have done it without our loyal community of film fans. Their support over the years has meant so much. For sure. That reminds me, we should give the merch store a shout out. Buying shirts from thenextreel.com slash merch is a great way listeners can continue to support the show. Plus, they get to support our great designs. Absolutely. I think sometimes folks forget we have a variety of shirts, mugs, phone cases, and more available. In fact, a great place to start is with a shirt sporting the Next Reel's logo. We also have that classic Fast Times Spicoli Surf School tee, or the weirdly popular Rusty's European Tour shirt. The one from National Foods European Vacation. Why is that so popular? <laughs> Search me, but we have sold a ridiculous number of those. I guess there are a lot of Rusties taking trips to Europe? We're always adding new designs based on movies we've covered, like our brand new design for a streetcar named Desire, featuring a streetcar named Desire. So if you want to rep your love of TNR and films, head to thenextreel.com slash merch. Every purchase helps us continue to have these weekly in-depth conversations. So visit thenextreel.com slash merch today. And as always, thanks for listening and being a part of the Next Real community. We've got lots more great movie chats coming your way. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. If Steve is rolling, then I'll say, I'll find Saturday morning to you. Uh, okay, first of all, I need a coronavirus update. Um, any movies that have been closed or put down, not closed. Closed. Although closed. Put- production is shut down <laughs> in uh, oh. Venice for Mission Impossible 17. Uh, that hits me where it hurts. God, Venice, have you seen pictures of the, of the streets slash canals just in Venice? It's like, done. Oh, yes, I mean, they've just, it yeah. is a Dan Brown book right there. Uh, yeah, and sorry, sorry. <laughs> uh, uh, No Time to Die has been pushed to way to the end of the year. It's a, it's a birthday, birthday movie, it's, Pete. It, it, it has become birthday a birthday movie. movie. That's right. Yes. It has become a birthday movie for us. So that's that may be it originally where it's because I was really looking forward to it. Yeah. Uh, this is this one I was excited it. about. So now it's it's moved to what what did it move to? November? Did it really move to no, November? No, November 25th. All right. So that's actually it's perfect. It's exceptional right. no. timing. Thank you to the Broccoli's. Yeah. And <laughs> so I is it because they don't because they assume in April nobody's going to be going to movie theaters and so they just figure we'll move it to november i mean why not because the summer's too packed and i figure thanksgiving is a good time for that 
Because April, well, 10th, I like the positivity that they all think that the coronavirus epidemic. Will we will be definitely over. have yeah. that solved. <laughs> I, I like that positivity. Well, that yeah, they all I, I mean, because April tenth isn't like big tentpole movie weekend, but then to move it to like Thanksgiving, that's like prime territory. I would have thought, you know, like Memorial Day or something like that. If you have it planned for a big holiday weekend, move it to another big holiday weekend. So I, I didn't understand why going from just whatever April tenth to. You know, which is just a weekend. I bet they're wishing now they kept Danny Boyle on and actually got her out in 2019. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh, I, you know, you look at China, China right now, as of today, has over 70,000 theaters have been closed since January. This is, I mean, it, it, I think it will t- take some rehabilitation time. And my hunch is that's what they're talking about. Like, how long is it going to take the theater going audience, even if we opened all the theaters today? that have been closed for some indeterminate amount of time. How long is it going to take them to actually ramp up and actually start seeing movies out in the theaters again? How how soon do you want to go? If your theater has been closed since January because of this airborne disease, how soon do you want to go sit arm in arm uh, next to your fellow theater mate? Doesn't it make sense to go right now? When it's Like empty. when no one is there? <laughs> it's when you're the movies only one. are coronavirus counter-programming. I see what you've done there. See? Yes. Yeah, well, see, see now yeah. that you can pick your seat, it'll be interesting. You go log on, you go pick the grid, and you'll see everybody's got like at least one space between them. There should be. There should <laughs> be a solid two uh, recliners between, in between yes. every piece. They just exactly. tape them off as crime right. scenes. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, and you were talking about other movies that were affected. Mulan and Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, China delayed both of those oh. uh, releases over there. And uh, then Disney also had a big uh, red carpet gala uh, scheduled in the UK for launching Disney Plus over there. And that was also canceled, as, along with MIP TV, which is a big uh, over in Con. That is a big uh, TV gathering that happens annually. And that was actually canceled. Oh. So, mm. yeah. And I guess London also had a big book fair that was called off. So there's a lot of stuff that's getting scrapped. Games. Yeah, it's 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 a big thing. This 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 coronavirus. Not to mention uh, Corona. Yes, the beer also, suffering. It's yeah. also declining a big deal. sales because people think you can get it from the beer. <laughs> no. Yes. No, See, but. you say things like that, and it makes me touch my face. And if I have learned anything, <laughs> so I'm not supposed to touch my face. Then why do you give me face palm lines? <laughs> Uh, okay, so that was the that's the uh, first big news. The second big news is all about Camille Nanjani, and we've talked about Camille lately. Uh, it's been a several weeks, I think, but we've talked about Camille Bod, right? Yes, and his his abs. <laughs> yes, we did. He's going to be a Bollywood actor in the Eternals. I'm pretty excited about that. Is that what it is? He's a Bolly- his character's a Bollywood actor? That's, a, that's the whole idea. So the, the thing oh, is, okay. the Eternals live and exist amongst us, and so they have to take on and keep their identities kind of quiet. And so he, his character, his part is that he has become a Bollywood actor, and he is the most successful Bollywood actor uh, in the, at, at the time. And that's, that's his role. And as a, as a part of it, they're actually going to be doing it, as, as the article says, a significant Bollywood uh, number, musical number in the Eternals. I am, my interest is peaking about this movie. I, I was not at all <laughs> peaking about this movie because I had assigned it the same sort of level of interest as the, uh, what was the other one with the, that was on TV and got one season. Was that the Immortals? Was that the, the Eternals? There was another Ols. Inhumans? Inhumans. Not Ols, the Inhumans. Right? I just yeah. see those as, as yes. the, it's all the same, the same sort of, yeah, yeah space-born right. nonsense. Well, I think what that means is you guys are going to have to do a Bollywood series before that hits theaters <gasps> to sort of get ready for that. Mm. I'd be okay with that. Yeah, we got a, a lot two on or our three. plate. Yeah, we yeah. definitely we do we do need to get Truth. that in yeah. one of these yeah. days. I like some Bollywood dance movies myself. I think that would be really fun. Uh, so that is uh, Kumail. You gotta you gotta check out uh, Kumail. I, I think he is the like he's getting the most press. It seems like from the Eternals, uh, and I, I'm not sure if that's if that's it by intention or that he just has just blossomed in his popularity. Is he is he is he the name now? Has he reached name status? 
Uh, well, I think he, he's on the cusp of that because he had the what, what the um, shoot the one he wrote Big with his wife, right? And then he's he's done a couple of the well, I don't know that I would call them hugely successful, but more you know mainstream like comedy type of things. What's that one he's got coming out with? The did we talk about that trailer where he gets you know it's what is it bacon fat in the face or kicked by a horse? Oh, you know, that's we did he, talk about that. I thought one. we did. Or we talked about it in Discord mm-hmm. because everybody was surprised that it had it had a curse word in it, but it was still a Green Band trailer. What was oh, the movie? Well, that uh, there's been a lot. Yeah, of those yeah lately, this is the one where it's like he and his girlfriend are in the car and they get carjacked by a guy who says he's a cop, and then they runs over the body and yeah, I can't remember the love. Is that what it is? I don't know. Well, that's well. Uh, a couple experiences a defining yep. moment in the relationship when they are unintentionally embroiled in a murder That's mystery. Yes. So I don't feel I, well. I, if we talked about that, I don't remember. Maybe I wasn't here. That's or it was on Discord. Too. I don't know. Yeah. But it, so that uh, yeah. th- that level of you know, I would put that on the same level as like oh, and what was the, he was in uh, Stuber right with yes. uh, yeah. yeah. So he he's was. hitting those yeah. you know very, I guess public, you know, or, I don't know, visible type comedies that people are seeing a lot. So he's a recognizable face, I guess is what I'm trying to get and, to. And a voice. He was in Doolittle. Let's... Are we going back to that again? <laughs> <laughs> and he was also a voice in Men in Black International. That's right. That's true. He was. And in the Lego Ninjago That's, movie. I just mean, like, is he a reason to go to a movie yet? Like, right? Like, is he a reason? Uh, he's, he's getting, getting close. close. That's what we're so, saying. Yeah. That there's a thing, and he's about to cross over. He's getting close. Right. He's getting That's close, good. Yeah. That's good. He's at that point where it's like he could go one could way, go he the could other back way. Yes. Yeah. I hope he doesn't go the other way, you guys. I really hope. Well, he wouldn't be the first. You just find the worst in everything, don't you? I do. Mm-hmm. I do. Yeah. He um, finds everything that's schlacky about it. You're doing. I love what you're doing <laughs> with it. Schlacky. I love what you're doing with schlack. <laughs> Let's keep that going. Let's keep workshopping. <laughs> Um, what else we have on the list today? We've talked about uh, the important stuff like Kumail Nanjiani and the coronavirus, um, <laughs> but but we have not yet to talk about kids in the hall or <laughs> the geriatric reboot of kids in the hall. Oh, come on. Uh, yes, yeah, I know. Yeah. I, uh, I'm I such love a fan. all of these guys. Uh, uh, really? Yes. It's only eight episodes. But I love all these guys, and some of them have have done quite well thereafter. Um, some I don't. I, I'm not a Canadian, so maybe they're quite popular on Canadian television. I don't know. But there's so, so many great. I guess I was at that right age. Just perfect comedy, quotable moments, things that stuck with me. Um, even my kids know about. I'm crushing your head. You know, that's just something <laughs> <Crusher>. that. <laughs> Is that where that's from? And, Andy, did Philly. you not watch Kids in the Hall? I've never seen oh. it, although I've worked with Dave Foley, oh. so it's almost like I've seen it. I don't, I oh. think uh. you do that a lot, and I don't think it means what you think it means. <laughs> uh, this is, uh, Amazon Prime Video is set to bring back new episodes of the critically acclaimed cult sketch series from Canada, The Kids in the Hall, says Deadline.com. Uh, I'm with Steve, big fan of Dave Foley, Kevin McDonald, Bruce McCulloch, Mark McKinney, and Scott Thompson. They are fantastic uh, comic professionals, and uh, it is still funny today. Like, the way that they, I mean, incredibly progressive, transgender, fantastically (laughs) uh, uh, boundary-pushing comedy, and they are bringing back uh, I, I'm just very excited for new episodes. I think it'll be, once again, experimental stuff, and um, I'm eager to see it. There is, that Dave Foley has straight-up white hair. Yeah, <laughs> yes, he does. I mean, he wears it great, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. He, these are older gentlemen now, and I'm very, I'm very excited to see. Like, I think that's the most interesting thing to me is that this comedy has to be different. How how does Kids in the Hall age? You know, it's easy for me to laugh at old Kids in the Hall, but that's always tinged with nostalgia, and that's okay. I'm laughing because my memory of it is also so funny, and that that comes with sort of an ampli- amplification effect. What does new comedy from these five guys? look like that that's a good question because we never really had i think the closest equivalent would be what if monty python had had gotten back together 
you know, 10 yeah. or so years ago to do new original material. Right. We never had had the opportunity for that. So I'm I'm curious because it's one thing for them to, you know, trot out the old sketches and, and do those favorites again. Uh, but I I'm very curious to see what these, you know, geniuses can bring to 2020. What well, What's going to be humorous. what is your wager of the percentage of original material to new material? It's does it say it? I feel like it's going to all be I new. Think, it's, I mean, it could be new episodes, but trotting out like old well, it characters says they are, and old bits. It is, they will reprise fan favorite characters. So we you, you have to build off of that. So we'll see some of those. You know, I, there's so many. I don't know who we're going to see. Are we going to see the chicken lady again? I don't know. Are we going to see Gavin, you know, the little kid on the bike, you know, that pesters people? I, the head crusher? I, there's so many. Bruce McCulloch. Anytime Bruce McCulloch is doing, oh, I, I'm sorry. He is, uh, he's of all of them. Well, I guess he and maybe Scott Thompson are the best cross-dressing comedians in the Kids in the Hall. They, yes. yes, they are. Are just too good. So I'm a huge fan. Very yeah. excited about this, and uh, eagerly await. I don't think we have a date, do we? No, I did not this see a just date. Just an I, announcement presser. The so. other positive component of this is that it's executive produced by Lauren Michaels. So that is another bright light for me on this, that uh, it's it's in good hands. It takes Lauren back to his roots, that just the deep heart of subtle, dry, ironic Canadian humor. It's a special brand. That Lauren and Andy's Michaels just sitting and there. Andy's just yeah. sitting there, clueless. Know, why does he not? I don't to understand. It's like we're speaking a different language. I know. <laughs> Is he sleeping? <laughs> so, so interesting thing. Andy's sitting there, completely clueless as to what's going on. Similar to, and this reminded me of a story that I just heard from my daughter. She walked into class, and the previous class was like an ESL, English as a second language class. And apparently one of the difficult concepts to translate is, is humor. So the teacher was showing clips from Monty Python and the Holy Grail. So everybody that's coming in for government class, my daughter is the only one that knows what this movie is. All of these other high school seniors have not heard of or ever seen this movie, ever. Well, it's a tragedy. I know. It's just, I'm just imagining a classroom full of Andys there just sitting that's there right. like, I, is this is funny? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Poor, poor Andy. <laughs> Poor Andy, he's Poor, missing out. He's culturally impoverished. We can't judge <laughs> yes, him is. for his cultural <laughs> impoverishment. <laughs> All right. Do we, what are, do he, well, thank you. Do we have thank you. Come on. <laughs> You're Australian. That's practically Canadian, Andy. Come on. <laughs> oh, practically. Practically. Is that our only bit of news? Are we ready to do trailers? Let's do a ranking first. I have that open. Oh. You're really shaking it up. Yeah, wait. Oh, dang hey, it. you know. I don't have that rundown open. Is that on there? Is that what I'm supposed kinda, to be looking at? Some kind of schlack. <laughs> I'm actually moving that to above I just, Andy's trailer yeah, and below I'm Bubbles. Just, I'm just playing. I like it. You're shaking. This is improvisational sat map right now. You're really okay. doing he it. Did, I, oh, Steve. What? What's going Steve. on? There you go. Did you watch Detroit? Catherine Bigelow's Detroit? Yes. The one where that tank in the street almost blew that little girl out of the window? The one, was, the one that, the here one we that go. I, the here one... we go. Shush, shush, both of you, shush. <laughs> Detroit or 2001 A Space oh! Odyssey. <laughs> it's that time. It is that time. It's that time. Oh my goodness. Wow. 2001. 2001. <laughs> my heart is beating so fast. Oh, so He's, getting... <laughs> He's just oh, oh. clutching his pearls. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, 2001. Oh, the because I, I did see Detroit and I know I enjoyed it more than you did, but I, it's nothing compared to 2001. <laughs> well, Pete's not here. Let's just vote all 2001 until he comes back. I don't, I don't have anything to add. All right. Went from 376 to 309. It wasn't a huge jump. Detroit wasn't you know that what, high. Andy, you can but have still, it. I hope you're, you're happy. It's higher than it was. Oh, I'm so happy. I'm crying. Oh, it's beautiful. I'm just going to let you have oh. this moment. All right. Whew. We don't need to do any more. No, thank you. <laughs> Good night.
<laughs> oh no, here we go. Uh, coming to America are Scott Pilgrim Scott vs. Pilgrim. the World. Scott Pilgrim. Definitely Scott Pilgrim. Number two. Number three, Die Hard 2 or Die Hard with a Vengeance. Oh, look at that. A little Die Hard back to back. Wait, which one's Die Hard with a Vengeance? Wait. That's the third one? That's the with third Jeremy one. With Jeremy Irons and Samuel Jackson? Yeah. Oh, it's been a while. I feel like I liked the third one less this time, but I still like it. And the second one is awfully over the top nonsense. The yes. problem is so the second one is at Stapleton. And I have a soft spot in my heart because I knew that airport. <laughs> Some of it was enough a of it, Andy. Stout, don't don't yeah, ruin no. my joy. <laughs> yeah, I'll the go with I feel like I'm going to go with vengeance. I'm going with three. With vengeance. I, am, I yes. also am going with vengeance. All right. I'll, I I want to say Die Hard 2, but I'll... It doesn't matter. I don't it really doesn't care, matter. Die Hard yeah. 3. Die, it turns out steady. Die Hard with a Vengeance is my 2001. <laughs> oh, no. That just sounds dirty. <laughs> wow. Okay. Howl's Moving Castle or The Innocence? I will take yes, The Innocence. Innocence, please. Steve, have you seen... You've seen neither of I've seen of these, neither of those. That is correct. Outstanding. Look at that. Oh, wait. I forgot to keep I track. Is this number... That was four, I think. Four. Yes, four. We'll call this yes. five. Five. Children of Men or The Natural. Oh, Children, oh, of, Children, of, Children of Men. Man, I have turned around on that okay. movie. Oof. Children Crazy. of Men held steady at 26. Number what, six. What, six. About a Boy or City of God. Oh, boy. I sure love City About a Boy. City of God is but the movie. it is movie. City of God. Wait, which, wait, yeah, which one's City of God? Because I don't know for sure I've seen. The Brazilian oh, movie. Favelas. Have not seen that mm. one. Oh, Steve. Oh, yes, Steve. I know. Steve. Definitely, definitely check that one out. City of God held steady at 147. Next up, we have Christine or Cloverfield. 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 <sighs> yeah, Christine has its moments and it's John Carpenter, but I'm going to say Cloverfield as well. Clover, a little jump, not much. Uh, Cloverfield went from 384 to 378. Next up, we have The Lonely Guy from our Steve Martin series we did recently, or Coogan's Bluff from our 1968 uh, crime film. Wow, series. I'm going to go with Coogan's Bluff. Uh, I'm going to go with The Lonely Guy. I think Steve has seen mm, The Lonely Guy, but not Coogan's Bluff. You've seen neither one? I've seen neither one. Wow, okay, all right. I was yeah. going to say that, but I wanted yeah, to give it. Lonely them... Guy, I may have seen clips on cable back in the 80s, but I don't recall seeing the whole thing. It's it has it's pretty clever. It has you its moments. It. It's not perfect. Oh, you I can like have it. Oh, okay. oh, look at that. All right. Well, it held steady at 336. That's fine. Yes. The Best Little Whorehouse in Texas from our recent uh, Colin Higgins series or Detour from our film Detour. noir series. I will absolutely say Detour. Steve, have you watched Detour yes, yet? Yes, I've seen Detour. I'm sure yeah, it's I've, on. Oh, no, I've watched okay. that in Criterion. Sure it's I haven't on seen Criterion. Uh, yeah. Texas. Best no. Little Whorehouse, yeah. It has hey, some great... Burt Reynolds moments? ...elements going for it. <laughs> you know, it has some great Dom DeLuise oh, moments. That, He's fantastic. Okay. He's incredible. Yes. Yeah. And and who played the, uh, the uh, mayor, Pete? Who was that? Um, was that Charles Durning? Yes, yes. That sounds totally familiar. Charles Durning. Oh my God, he was magic yeah. in okay. that movie. Magic. All right. Next up, we have Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, Pete's favorite, or the Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Benny. I'm gonna go with Benny Button. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. Now Voyager or Yee Yee, a one and a two. I will definitely say Now Voyager. Yes, you will. Thank you. Pete or Steve, have you watched yet? And you can you can actually say now Voyager three million times in as long as it takes to watch Yee Yee. It's <laughs> a little f- fancy math for you. Yee is fantastic. I, I know, Steve, I know. His little his I'm little sure face, his not... little head torments me on my uh-huh. Criterion channel uh-huh. when loading screen. <laughs> Still, sure it's not. Does. It's right there in the middle. He's taunting he's me. All bark. Don't worry yeah. about it. So I haven't seen it now. Now Voyager held steady at three fifty-eight. I think we're at ten or eleven or twelve now, so we we oh, can do our last one. one. Yeah, this will be easy. The women from nineteen thirty-nine or Robin Hood, Men in Tights. Oh, men, Robin Hood, men Robin in Hood, Men in Tights. I have not seen much the women. to the angst of our YouTube audience. Oh, that's right. God, they're mad yeah, at boy, us about the our women. opinion. That of the was women. a tough one. Yeah, Robin Hood, Men in Tights <laughs> held steady at three forty-one. All right. right, there's our ranking for the evening. Outstanding. Shall we do trailers? Let's. Sure, let's do that. 
Andy's first. So I guess I get to go first with my trailer. So that's very exciting. So my trailer, uh, you know, there was this movie that came out, uh, you know, when, when was this last year? Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Mm-hmm. Two years ago? I was, uh, uh, it wasn't two years, years ago. ago. It was 2018. Jeez, was it, was it, 20, it was like 2018. December 2018. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, for some reason, I was thinking it was last year. Anyway, it was a fantastic film, and I had just an absolute wonderful time watching it. And uh, so when I saw that there was a new film out that Lord and Miller were producing, I got pretty excited about the whole idea of just, I mean, now I see their name and they've become one of those kind of uh, names that uh, just gets me excited about seeing a new project. So the new trailer for the new animated film that they are behind with Mike Rianda, who uh, is uh, co-wrote it with Jeff Rowe and is uh, directing it, uh, looks like it's going to be a really fun movie. It's called Connected. The story of this film is about a family who is very modern. They're all constantly on their devices, particularly the two kids, you know, and and it really strikes close to home watching (laughs) the first half of this trailer. (laughs) All I see is these kids not being able to stop using these devices, especially the moment where the dad is talking to the girl and you see her point of view as she lifts her phone up to his face and all of a sudden it's like a Snapchat version, cat version of dad meowing at her. (laughs) Just absolutely. I'm like, but this is like straight out of my life this this trailer of course things go awry because then there is this new tech company that has built this perfect robot version to help you with everything that seems like a siri or uh or uh what is the other one uh, type of device that alexa that is uh always trying to help you except they're little robots and of course they actually try to take over the world so now this family who's on a road trip as they're driving the daughter to college, they have to kind of uh, figure out how to work together and save the world from this uh, tech uprising. I just had a great time watching this trailer. So much of this family felt authentic and real. Uh, Just I loved what they were doing here. Uh, The family, it looks like it's Maya Rudolph, Abby Jackson, uh, Danny McBride, and uh, Michael Rianda, the director himself as the son, uh, playing the family as they are uh, dealing with everything. We also have uh, Eric Andre in it. Olivia Coleman is in it. I just, I'm really excited about what this is going to be and knowing that lord miller behind it i can't help but uh but really kind of just feel uh, pretty excited about what's going to happen with this one what do you guys think i think it's just i think it's great i think it, it looks like a um i got the same juice watching the trailer that i get from like uh pixar movies you know like where i i just know I think this is going to be good. Uh, and so then I look at the cast and I see Olivia Coleman and Maya Rudolph. Uh, Maya Rudolph is just one of those names that I, I will see stuff that she's in. She's just one of the most incredible character comedians working right now. And uh, Danny McBride is straight up hysterical. I don't know how he's going to tone it down for an animated family feature uh, because <laughs> there's something not right about him uh, that delights me and offends me in all the right ways. I can't wait to see what he does playing the uh, playing the dad. And I just love his anxiety about getting licked by that dog. That was that was a great joke in the trailer. I hope it pays off in the film. So no, the dog, the dog great. is great. <laughs> it's the identify dog. Pig, dog, pig, <laughs> loaf of bread. <laughs> it's just brilliant. The, the design of the dog. There, there's so many things that are all working together well in this this trailer for great family fun, creating that identifiable moment, you know, at the at the table with the family that everybody can connect to, which is it's the other side of, you know, tragedy is comedy and you've got this disconnected family and uh, working together. I mean, it's it's going to hit all these familiar beats, but it just looks like they're having a lot of fun with this. And with this cast, I think it's going to be just so much fun to take the family to. Very much looking forward. Definitely. Yes. Well, it's pre-coronavirus uh, outbreak date of release. <laughs> Currently is September 18th. Okay. We'll see how that shifts and uh, what that does for world markets. But right now, 
assuming the, that uh, everybody stays healthy, that's when you can expect it. Are we, are we doing a Gregorian reset, like BCV? Yeah. All right, Steve, what do you got? I got something that is immune to the coronavirus because it's Tree. streaming on Shutter. Nice job. Streaming on Shutter. And I brought this for Pete because he's getting all into his horror movies. And it's mm-hmm. like, you know what? He needs another subscription service. He definitely needs another one. So after seeing this trailer, I know he's going to want to subscribe to Shutter so he can watch The Room, directed by Christian Volk- Volkman. And this is the story of a couple that moves into this little strange secluded mansion and discover that the, there's a secret room in here that will grant you, it will create whatever you want. So you want a million dollars? Boom, there's a million dollars. How is this a horror movie? Oh, well, it just so happens they've been trying to have a kid and have had several miscarriages, I believe. And so what does the wife do? She wishes for a baby. So now you've got weird, supernaturally created baby and the trailer reveals you can't take anything that it makes out of the house. So you now have a child that you can't leave the house with. So I'm very intrigued by this sort of thriller sci-fi twist to this. Um, And director Christian Volkman, he directed a film that I had forgotten about that came out back in 2007. Remember when uh, Sin City came out, it was all about like the black and white comic book type of, you know, animation style. He did one called Renaissance, which had like Daniel Daniel Craig Craig. and it was was set in France in the future. So he had directed that. So I thought, oh, that's okay. That had a cool style to it. The one thing that makes me a little concerned about this is when I look at the writing credits and maybe Andy, I don't know if you can help me parse this out. We've got credits for screenplay, original idea, participation, dialogue, and adaptation on this. Now, I've seen adaptation. I've seen screenplay. I've even seen idea. I've never seen a credit for participation. Have you? That's like the honorable Uh, mention of WGA screenwriting credits. (laughs) I don't know. There's two people with participation credits on this. I'm wondering if, um, if it's a credit that they have started doing now where in the arbitration process, if they can't decide, like somebody clearly was right. involved, but but their credit uh, wasn't that uh, expansive, right. that they're like, well, they participated, right. but yeah. it doesn't show. We don't feel that they actually... Uh, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. That's yes, crazy. So. I'm looking. I'm looking on the. Okay, so here's WGA. Um, they submit all participating writers. So the producer will submit all all participating writers to the uh, WGA, oh, okay. and then the WGA decides. Uh, so the participating writer is a writer who is either employed by the company to perform writing services on the project, or who sold literary material to the company and is a professional writer, as the de- term is defined defined in the MBA. Um, I don't see anything saying uh, the participation yeah. credit yeah. though. Um, yeah, because it, it only goes into arbitration if any participating writer objects to the proposed credits. That's when it goes into arbitration, and then they have to settle. And so, I, I, all I can think of is that somebody complained, and they said, "Okay, you know what? You we're going to give you a participation credit because we think that you are clearly involved, but, um, but not enough to actually warrant a writing credit." Yeah, it's wow. That's well. Crazy. What all, what's also weird is you have somebody that has original idea, but then you've got adaptation, and I always thought adaptation was coming from some other, and maybe it's a combination of an original idea and something adapted from something else. But it usually would say adapted from like the novel or something. So I don't know what the adaptation applies to because of, I guess because it was somebody else's original idea. Then I I don't know. It just is the most bizarre. I've got what uh, one, two, three, four, like five people, and some with multiple credits. Uh, It was just crazy, something I'd never seen before. So I don't know if it has to do with streaming rights as well. If there's something different, I have no idea. It's very strange. Um, I mean, obviously, like Eric Forestier is credited for adaptation, dialogue, and screenplay. So quite a number of them. 
Oh, and oh, and collab- Boy, oh, and a- the top one, Sabrina has a collaboration credit. So she didn't participate; yeah. she collaborated. Well, she's more modern <laughs> than everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> so, aside from the crazy writing credits, um, the, just this what I saw in the trailer for the story looked like right up my alley for a nice suspenseful thriller with some jump scares, but with enough sci-fi that uh, keep me guessing as to where the story goes. So. I don't know. What did you guys get out of this as far as horror-esque type film? The first thing that came to mind was that, um, what was that movie um, directed by, it was called The Box? Yes. Is that what it was? Yeah. uh, Directed by, was it Scott Kelly or Richard Kelly, right? Yes. Uh, Yeah. Who, um, and it was where the couple got this box and they could make a wish and, you know, what they wanted would would, uh, appear. But something terrible would happen somewhere else in the world. And so it was this, it was this give and take and it kind of the moral dilemma that these people uh, had about, you know, I want a million dollars, but that means something terrible happens somewhere else. I loved that idea. And I certainly think the idea here um, is, is similar, but in, in, in a way that I find gratifying. You know, I, I find that exciting, that whole idea. I, the whole idea of not being able to take it outside of the house makes me wonder a little bit about it because I feel like, well, that's going to, that complicates it. Cause obviously at least in the trailer, it seems like they're spending their money to like redesign the house and stuff. Maybe they're not, they're just wishing the house to be nice. I don't know. But then it gets into the whole idea of wishing the kid. And I feel like it's going down some really interesting roads and I I can't tell if it's going to end up being like a great movie or not, but it certainly looks like something that will be very intriguing. So uh, it's, it piqued my curiosity for sure. It's funny. I ended up with uh, another movie on my list, not as a trailer, but that I have like next in my list of things to watch that also stars Olga Kurlenko. And we like Olga Kurlenko. She was in um, Oblivion and Quantum of Solace and The Hitman and The November Man. And she's always played, She's well, not always, she's got a bunch of credits, but uh, in the movies that I've seen, she's played a certain kind of character. <laughs> and uh, and so uh, the this next movie on my list is is uh, called uh, Hold Your Breath. Uh, it's a French movie, the original title Dans la Brume, which means In the Fog, a family is fighting to uh, um, escape as Paris is filled with a deadly gas. And it also stars opposite her, Roman Duris, who we talked about in L'Auberge Espagnole. And so I'm really excited to watch that movie um, because I like her so much. So it is with great pleasure that you bring The Room, which <laughs> has her in it, playing a very different kind of character, right? I, I think this is a, uh, certainly seems like a more expansive role for her, and it gives a, a lot of room for her to play against grief, and I think that's that looks really exciting. I love the horror aspect. I think some of the quick clips that they show us of things evaporating as you take them outside and that final shot of, you know, dad or mom or whatever she he says and comes running toward the door is is you know it's darn spooky i like okay. that i think it looks great all right yeah. well coming sometime in march to shutter apparently on the page right now people are are saying hey it's march where's the movie i think it comes out march 12th hey where's the movie come on give us the movie oh. please so yeah. sometime this month okay for, get you can start your free trial and check out the room on shutter outstanding sweet well i right, i also Pete. have a uh a bcv release date in june trailer just dropped today i don't I, I haven't heard anything if this is one that's on the on the fence for moving but uh, uh it seems like this one is going to be a tent pole uh, it is uh, one that stars the good tom hanks also written by the good tom hanks that's exciting. He is not directing this movie. It is Aaron Schneider's film, Greyhound. Uh, Tom Hanks is starring as a, um, a a captain in World War II, and he is captaining the Greyhound, nicknamed this, this World War II ship. It is a Fletcher-class destroyer, and it is moving across the ocean. And as it's moving across the ocean, the uh, uh, U-boats, the German wolf pack, finds him and chases him. And it becomes a cat and mouse game across the surface of the ocean. And 
it looks like an awesome boat action film. Uh, there are some things in here that it is telling a, a, ostensibly a true story about a true character. And then there are things in the trailer that remind me it's also a movie uh, because <laughs> I have a really hard time believing that the Germans will call in the middle of the night and say, good luck surviving the night. <laughs> I have a really hard time with those kinds of moments. But he looks great. Uh, he is uh, It's his first crossing. And uh, so that's the story. Tom Hanks. Uh, it is based on the book by C.S. Forster called The Good Shepherd. Uh, also stars Stephen Graham, uh, Rob Morgan, and Elizabeth Shue. What do you think? Eh. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I struggle with World War II movies. There's just so many of them. And I, I always put up a little, put up my guard a little bit because I, I, sometimes it's just... I, is it a really compelling story? And this, I don't know. And I am also not confident. And maybe, I don't know. Aaron Schneider, I'm looking at his credits. He hasn't done anything in forever. I don't know where he's been. He last directed a movie in 2009. So he's got, he was also a second unit director on Final Destination 5. So I, I don't know. You know, why not let Tom Hanks direct again? He did it. He did it before. Um, I, I, you know, it's his script and yeah, it just, it didn't draw me in. There was nothing that pulled me in because I thought it's like you said, Pete, I'm interested in it because it's based on a true story. It's a type of story I haven't heard before, but then it just seems to go over the top of like the radar shows. Like there's 50 submarines around them. And I thought that's really an uneven battle here. Um, we can go <laughs> underwater and shoot torpedoes after that you. What can two. you do? <laughs> we will rain fire down on them. I'm like till the top of the water. And then where does it go? I mean, how, how many little barrels and depth charges can you shoot off? And then you're out. What, you can't restock, reload. What you? They just wait you out. It's it's not a fair fight. It seems really imbalanced. So it just verged on ridiculous for me. <laughs> I have to say, I I'm just disappointed that you know when I saw the trailer that Tom Hanks isn't uh, a Greyhound bus driver. That's really what I was looking forward to. With this one. <laughs> that's but, that's your joke, the Greyhound bus joke. <laughs> Greyhound bus. Yes. <laughs> hey, you know, I had to pull something out. I I but, actually you know, I pocketed Tom a uh, Tom Greyhound Sullenberger joke, so you're in good oh. company. <laughs> Well, there you go. I love Tom Hanks. Uh, I love pretty much uh, most things yeah. that he does. I find when he gets into the creative a little bit, sometimes I have a little more struggle with it. Like uh, 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 Larry Crown, I really did not like at all. Uh, he's writing this one. I, I want to say that it's going to be a fun World War II, just kind of a thrill ride sort of movie. Is I mean, that's how it looks. It looks a little like the the graphics, like the CG looks a little video game-ish throughout sometimes and i'm hoping that's something that'll get cleaned up a little more as the movie gets closer just to being a released. touch polar express honestly just a touch yeah. yeah a little bit a little bit honestly i'm still excited about it I, I mean this is one that's been delayed for years i mean i think it was supposed or maybe not years but it was supposed to be released a year ago and then it was pushed to may and then it was pushed again to june so it's it's been bumped around a little bit so um that makes me a little concerned like maybe it's you know they're they they're like eh, it's mediocre we just need to find a a week weekend when we can make some money on it and and so i i want i don't want to think that i hope it's going to be worth the time and energy um i also don't know much about aaron schneider other than i mean get low got all sorts of praise when it came out it's just so long ago so i i hope that this one does uh do something um interesting so that's my I hope so too. Is it weird that I look at this and I see fifty million dollar budget for this movie, and I think I don't think that's enough to make the movie you had in your head? Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> like I think a movie like this should be a hundred million dollar movie to start, and then you know, then we'll see. Then maybe it loses a little bit of that Polar Express sheen. Uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe yeah. they realized eh, it's going to make, make much, much more than that. that. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. my trailer, June twelfth, twenty twenty. BCV release. All right. All right. What do we there do now? Is. Now that we aren't, I I don't even know what to do with myself. Now that we're uh, yeah, on the order. Totally oh, wait. The order. The it's list. list time. Oh, I didn't know Andy was bringing a song. Uh, okay. You know, it's it, that's about as much as I that's bring song-wise. All right. What do you got? Great yeah, sorry. surveillance uh, so, movies. 
Yeah, so we are we talked about uh, the Samurai this week. That is the movie we're chatting about, and there is. I don't know if I'd call it great surveillance in that film. Uh, you know, there was some surveillance in that film. We'll we'll leave it there. Um, and that was the option that was voted for us to discuss on our list this week, leaving out rounding up the usual suspects and movies that depict clever ways to outwit the cops. Um, we ended up with great surveillance. So uh, here we go. We're going to get started on talking about some surveillance. And, and I guess I get to start. So I'm going to start with a movie. You know, there's a lot of great surveillance in film. I'm going to start with one that um, <laughs> this nearly ended up on my uh, guilty pleasures list recently. Um, and, you know, we were just talking about Tom Hanks, so why not talk about him some more? <laughs> Boy, do I love me, The Man with One Red Shoe. It's <laughs> such a great movie. Uh, you know, it's uh, great in quotes. It's just one that I saw at a young age and uh, I've grown quite an affinity for. That is one where Tom Hanks plays a, a character who is mistaken by some spies to be a, a spy. And he uh, is, is pursued incessantly throughout the film as they think that he is, uh, you know, trying to do, trying to perform some operation. They're not exactly sure what. And Dabney Coleman, who is the head of the opposite organization who is trying to track him down, sends his people out to bug his house, uh, to follow him, to, you know, check the sewers for what he's flushing in his toilet, all sorts of stuff. And of course, when they bug his house, um, he's coming home. And so they they put everything back improperly. And so, you know, they're squeezing out his toothpaste to see if anything is in there. But when they put it back, they put the shampoo in there and they mess up the flushing between the toilet and the shower. So when he flushes, the shower goes on. And it's, it's, it's nonsense, <laughs> but it's really funny. I have a great time with it. So the man with one red shoe, my first choice. I, I I knew it was going to be. A I pick. can't imagine that that was a steal. I absolutely <laughs> knew it was going to be a pick, and it's all yours. <laughs> it's been. Oh, I've not so seen good. that in forever. So oh my gosh! Oh my god! Such a funny movie. All right, Steve. All right, Steve. Okay, so uh, yeah, surveillance and comedy—two great things to go great together. Because when people don't know that people are watching them, they do. Goofy things. I don't know. Uh, but what happens when it's not just one person watching somebody through cameras? What if it's an entire nation watching someone on the Truman Show where there's yeah. surveillance everywhere? Everywhere. Mm. Okay. So what it a is great a great movie. movie. I felt. Is that a steal? It's, it no, it's like about it's a, a secondary list steal. Of, yeah, okay. It's, okay, it's okay. a pretty. Was that on your list somewhere, Andy? I mean, it feels like it kind of has. It wasn't. No, not even a little no. bit. Okay. No. I was debating because I was like, I don't know if I'm going to call yeah. that surveillance. Me too. That's yeah, why I was torn on that one. So I didn't. Yeah. Um, yeah. I. Um, but I think it fits. So I'm not. I'm not no, judging. There's no Steve. judging. I'm I just saying it's, a it's there's a line and it was on it and I just I could push it either way. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, it is a good pick. No, no doubt. I will. Oh, dear. Where do you start? I think I'm going to go with one that was a trailer pick from June 9th, 2018. It was Steve's trailer pick on this show. Uh, it is a movie with some weird surveillance and some weird payoffs and a fantastic score that I listen to weekly, at least. It is Bad Times at the El Royale. Uh, I liked this movie far more than maybe it deserves. Uh, but I had a great time with it, and uh, I, I have watched it a couple of times just because it's a movie that's kind of entering that Ronin space for me. I can just put it on and enjoy whatever I happen to be looking at when it shows up. So uh, Bad Times at the El Royale. It's a good one. I still have, to, I still have not seen it because I've heard very mixed reviews on that it's, yeah, That's so, what I mean. That's what I yeah. mean. It's not, believe me, I don't want to be I judged. I was pretty mixed on I it. I don't want to be judged yeah. about my opinion, but no, I know <laughs> I like it more than it deserves. I sure. get that. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, Andy. It's okay. It's okay. All right. For my next pick, I am going with a film that I uh, really was taken by when I first saw it. It is uh, and uh, taken 
equally when I saw it a second time. It is Morton Tildum's Headhunters, a Norwegian action thriller that is full of action and thrills. I completely <laughs> love this film. Uh, what a what an exciting ride it is. Uh, it is about a a headhunter who works at a company helping people find or helping big companies find uh, people for to fill uh, high high uh, roles. And but he also uh, has a, a a side job of of stealing paintings, and his partner is uh, he works at a surveillance company, and he uh, is the one who deactivates the security so that they can steal stuff. Of course, he happens to also have surveillance at his own house, which comes into play later in the film. I don't want to say much more than that, other than it is a fantastic film with all sorts of wild twists and turns. Wonderful film, wonderful film. Definitely check it out. That is Headhunters. Awesome. Haven't seen it. Haven't seen it, but writing it Looks down. Looks great. Oh, you guys need yeah. to check it out. Yeah. Okay. Nikolai uh, costa I like oh. him. Yeah, he's great in it. So good. I want to go watch it again. Uh, right now. It's just you know so what? Fantastic. Take a break. <laughs> go gonna, I'll be back. Do what you need to do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Steve. All right, Steve. Take your okay. time. You got about two hours. All right. Okay. So... <laughs> <laughs> it's really he's yeah, doing like, it. Yeah. Yeah. no he's burying himself in the part there yeah that's for sure so <laughs> guys why would a man leave his apartment three times on a rainy night with a suitcase and come back three times that's the question that jimmy stewart he's, needs an answer to yeah. in rear window that's right i yes. just wasn't fast enough i was going to answer the question you you are here because i happen to know gonna, why but that's risky because he likes the way his wife welcomes him home that's right <laughs> That's right. That is, that's the, who exactly. Who wouldn't? So this is what I discovered in in high school, fell in love with. And when I, it's it's not conventional surveillance, but it is so much about observing and watching people. So for me, it was a a perfect fit for this list. Such a great movie. Uh, Hitchcock's Rear Window. I'll I'll just say it since you didn't. Uh, (laughs) So good. Definitely worth checking out. Everyone needs to see that one. Uh, Okay. I got one. I got one, you guys. Um, it is based on a book by Robert Ludlum. Any takers? Do you know what it is yet? Nothing? By director Sam Nothing. Peckinpah? Anything? Starring Rutger Hauer, John Hurt, Craig Nelson? Are you serious? Am I serious? What does that even mean? Well, just say it, because now I'm, now I'm not sure if it's the, the Osterman one weekend? Man, did I hate that movie. <laughs> I don't I'm care. Never. I don't never, care. Ever. I don't care what you think about it. I like the concept. There's first of all, there's a lot of watching of other people on on surveillance screens. And in this case, they install a bunch of surveillance screens, right? Wasn't it like a it's like a, t- a TV journalist. They he allows the CIA to set up a bunch of cameras in his house and and attempt yeah, to stop an assassin and watch all right. of his friends it's it's uh yeah it's all about a russian spy network and there's a ton of surveillance and some bows and arrows and rutger hauer and andy bite me it's fine uh, it was so peckinpah's last movie what, what happened to i know peckinpah? this was it this was as he's circling <laughs> so the drain was the osterman weekend <laughs> Circling the drain, surrounded by alcohol. Yes. All right. Oh, this has a great tagline, though. Yeah, it does. On the poster, on the poster, the Osterman weekend, the one weekend of the year you won't want to miss. (laughs) I'll take it. It's almost as good as Deliverance. (laughs) This is the weekend they didn't play golf. Oh, all right. For my final pick, you know, I'm you, you guys put me in a spot because I had uh, some a, a whole bunch of really fantastic ones for my top pick, and I was hoping that they would all be stolen by now, so I wouldn't have to, to be choose. in this dilemma. But I'm That's in okay. This well, dilemma. whatever you choose might be a steal, you know, from one of us, yeah, probably. Yeah, I know. I'm going with um, something that I, uh, I guess it's, it is a more, it's a fairly recent one. And it's a it's a brilliant, brilliant film. Um, it is uh, Florian Henkel von Dommersmark's uh, The Lives of Others, a really interesting uh, film about life in East Berlin as uh, the Stasi is uh, kind of monitoring everybody. And you follow one particular um, 
uh, eavesdropper, I guess we'll say one of the secret police, as he's basically listening to uh, to this playwright and and uh, friends and and uh, kind of how it changes his life and the directions he's take he takes. It's a fantastic, fantastic film. Um, it it uh, is one that uh, I don't know. It just always stands out to me as as a memorable film, definitely worth watching. So that is my final pick. The Lives of Others. I haven't seen it, but I've heard, uh, but just in researching this, that came up so many times as one of the very best examples of surveillance in movies. Well, it's one of the, it's, it, it beat Pan's Labyrinth at the Oscars, and that's what people yeah. who were upset with yeah. Pan's Labyrinth were like, what, it didn't win Best Picture? And then the, everyone else was like, did you yeah. see The Lives right. of Others? All right. <laughs> one so of those it's, conversations. It's, it's on Netflix right now. It's on my list, and I was <clears throat> hoping to find time this week to watch it so that I could put it on my list, because I keep hearing great things yeah. about it, and it's what I want to get around to. Oh. So. so good. So good. Well, I look forward yeah. to seeing reviews from both of you. All right, and he's Steve. just he's just asking for that patient zero badge. That's he what he wants asking it back. for. Oh, I am. Yes. I, I just well, need it. okay. So my pick was. It, I thought we just might as well name the list after this movie because when you talk about surveillance movies, I mean you have to talk about the conversation. That's top one. There it so is. That's yes. right there. That's so the which one. I can't believe I Absolutely. only got around to watching just within the past whatever what was it like last. October, November, or something. Just recently, discussed, you know, got around to watching it, and regret I've spent so much of my life not having had this movie in it. So, I'm still hoping one day to do a Coppola in the yeah. '70s oh, series where yes. we can talk about all of his non-Godfather yes. oh, Apocalypse yeah. Now projects, yeah. which isn't a lot, yeah, but yeah. still. All right. Uh, so here's the thing: I've got three movies left, and I'm kind of with Andy. Although I knew deep down that neither of you would pick any of the movies that I have on my list right now because you're too like you know high class. <laughs> the Osterman Weekend. <laughs> there too. you go. <laughs> um, and so I just have to see because I think I've picked. I'm doing a little, uh, just a little quick search because I think I may have picked my movie maybe twice before, if not once. Oh, I haven't picked it at all. Outstanding. Okay, so I am, I don't know how old I was, maybe 13. Uh, I need to check. This should absolutely be in our, uh, did we Did we even do this movie? No, we would have done this movie. Our Roy Scheider uh, series. Roy oh, Scheider, Roy Scheider in the, series? In the 70s. I'm doing Roy Scheider in the 80s. Pretty sure. One of my very favorites. My dad says, you got to watch this movie with me. He starts calling me Jaffo for like five years. Wouldn't tell me what it means. Then he shows me this movie about a helicopter with whisper mode. And I am all there for it. That's right. It's Blue Thunder, helicopter hovering outside a building using infrared cameras and listening because it's on whisper mode. It's amazing. <laughs> I'm 15 right now just thinking about it. Blue Thunder, Roy Scheider. Fantastic. Yeah. So, you've mentioned it before. You've mentioned it. It hasn't been on the list, but I know you've talked about it and your love for this movie that I think I saw most of once on like HBO or Showtime back in the... 80s. Yeah. I, yeah. He does okay. this thing. He does this thing in this movie where he looks at his watch and then he, he waits to the second hand to get up to to 60 seconds. And then never mind. You'll have to see it. It's fantastic. He drives I an don't. awesome car. He's just he's he's just great. Police helicopter pilot. I wanted to be that guy badly. I remember loving it back in the 80s when I watched it, but I haven't seen it since. So I just, I don't remember it well enough, it's, but uh, it's one that I should may, Or maybe or not. I? Maybe it's no, fine. It makes yeah, me maybe nervous. It's fine. I just yeah. am relieved that it's on the list, along with my other two picks, Bad Times at the El Royale and the Osterman Weekend. Have a great time, everybody. Pete's recommendations are, mwah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, see, John Badham, he was oh, just dear. all over the place in the 80s and 90s with that quality of films he made. He was just... Uh, yes, he was. Yeah. Very up and down. All right. All right. Anyone have any interesting backups? <laughs> I had a few no, that weren't I do, stolen. Actually, I have some yeah. that, I, that in hindsight I probably should have picked instead, uh, like Cape Fear um, has uh, some great... Criminal uh -huh. surveillance. I had, uh, I did have the conversation on my list and Cabin in the Woods, which is a favorite, but I had oh, talked yeah. about that. Okay. So. All right. Yeah. I, I had 1984. Oh, of yeah. course. Okay. Uh, of course. And uh, then I had The Dark Knight. Those were the other uh, Yep. Oh. Yep. Okay. Yep. That's see, I, I had, right. uh, see, if somebody was going to take the conversation, then I, because I, I thought for sure they would, it was going to be on a list. I had as, a, as backups was a Blowout. 
and yep. the documentary yep. Citizen Four, which is all about surveillance. It is. And the Snowden. Oh, yes. Yeah. More Snowden. Yep. Uh, those are good picks. Wow. Lots yeah. of good yes. stuff. Lots of good stuff, guys. So now, what do we do next week? All right. Week? So that's the big question. What is, is Pete going to be doing so alone uh, next week? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll have we'll, to shift we'll our figure time. It we'll out. figure something out. <laughs> but uh, we are going, we're kicking off our Spike Lee series. We're going to be kicking off with uh, one of his first big award uh, somewhat recognized films, uh, Do the Right Thing from 1989. So what do we want to do for our list options? Best movie pizza. <laughs> <laughs> uh, coolest oh. movie jewelry. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> spitballing here, you guys. I'm just, this is just right off the dome. Uh, what about movies? I like, I like movie pizza. Movie pizza. <laughs> what about movies where characters like directly address the camera? It's not breaking. I don't. I was trying to think about if it's, it's different from breaking the fourth wall because it seems to be like I don't know if they're addressing the audience or just the camera, but it's to me it's different from breaking the fourth wall, and I can't explain why. That's pretty long to go in our voting list. Okay, well we can just say down. direct address to the camera. <laughs> Okay, talking to the camera. I'm just wondering, like, if I can think yeah. of that many, because uh, it's, it, yeah, I mean, it's it's breaking the fourth yeah. wall ish. Yeah, does it count if they just like turn and look at the camera? Well, that seems like the camera? it is breaking the fourth wall. Well, they are. It's. It, I don't know. I I feel like it's a weird yeah. line because acknowledging feel like that there's a fourth, the fourth wall. wall. <laughs> like, what is this? What, what is, is this wall doing here? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's keep going. It's okay. So I, I noticed you didn't drill in on the jewelry, so let's keep going. Um, uh, <laughs> best. Uh, what about riots? Ooh, riots. riots. Excellent yes. movie, Riots. One. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say best uh, okay. uh, best solo dance sequences. Oh. Jeez, Opening you weren't just like killing, yes, yes. killing anybody. That's, a, that's like a wrapped up gem in a bow with bow, pretty bows and more gems on it for Steve. He's all about dancing. Dancing. He should know all of these <laughs> movies. I know, should know all the dancing movies. Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's all right. Um, what else? What else we got? So we've got uh, pizza. We've got, oh, um, no, that's going to be too hard. I was going to say like movies with some with a disc jockey, old school disc jockey represented. <laughs> in it. What disc about just movies. movies that movies that are set on really hot days? Ooh, hot day movies. Mm, I could go with that. Or just hot, hot, hot weather. Hot weather, hot hot weather, weather movies. movies. We could also yeah. do um, uh, like city block movies, movies that take place in an isolated, isolated geography. Okay, I like that one. Oh, okay, yeah. L okay, so limited geography, yeah, yeah, but more than yeah, that. more, than, more than a house, less than a city, right? Yeah, <laughs> there we go. More than a house. less than a borough. That, 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 there okay. you go. Put that on the list. Pretty much more Brooklyn. than a house, less than a city in Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> so like a neighborhood That's would, right. would okay. qualify. Yeah, okay, right. yeah. Uh, okay, All I right. like that. How many are we up to that that you approve so we, of? We got well, we've got five on here okay. now. Movie pizza, movies where characters directly address the camera. Movie riots, hot weather movies, and isolated geography. Ooh. Okay, put them all on there. Oh, yeah. geez, we're really thinning out. <laughs> no, no, we gotta, uh, we gotta pick. We gotta we gotta pick. We um, yeah. I say we cut out um. Cut out pizza. I feel like we've done a fourth wall we, we have, which is why recently. I was trying to make yeah. a distinction. So we can get that out of there. I like the riots. Yeah. Pizza, really? So we like the... Well, we, we can cut pizza. pizza. I'd say we, we go with, yeah, the pizza. riots, the weather, and the yeah. geography. Yeah. So movie riots, hot yeah. weather movies, and isolated... Done and done. I okay. love it. All right. Woo. So that's going to go up in the Show Talk channel over on our Discord group. For those of you who are Patreon members, you can hop in there and get your vote cast before next week. And if you 
don't have access to our show talk channel, now's the time to sign up for Patreon, right? Absolutely. Pete? You know what? You could watch this nonsense, this stuff right here that we're saying we recorded it live and other people could jump in and watch and you weren't there. And we're wondering why where were you? You should absolutely join us for the live show. It's really fun. We're we're going to be live streaming even more of these kinds of things. Steve doesn't even know it yet. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, and what? so you can do that. You can access uh, the uh, members-only channels, uh, and you get the finished, edited show. You get that even early. It comes out on your very own personal RSS feed that you, it, unless you're a patron, you don't even know that you're missing out. So uh, you should check us out, patreon.com slash the next reel. There it is. You know what else you can do at the next reel.com slash merch, Pete? What's that, Steve? You can buy, you can buy merch stuff. You can buy merch stuff at the nextreel.com slash merch. You get all your merching needs met with shirts and stickers. Shirts, stickers, shirts. mugs, whatever you like, want. We got all kinds want. of stuff. If you happen to be all somebody kinds. whose opinion that other people that other people listen to about movies, you could get the patient zero shirt and there you could you wear that That's badge right. on your chest. All at, as, as Steve says, it's at, at the nextreel.com slash merch. Although I feel like I should buy Steve's, stevesmerch.com. Uh, <laughs> and just re- redirect it. Sure, why not? Let's buy a couple domains. That's merch, right. merch, merch. That's right. That's right. No schlacky merch here. Dot com. <laughs> Love it. Well, everybody, thanks so much for tuning in. We appreciate your time, and uh, and that's it. So until next week, bye, everybody. Hondo. I love the conversations that so many of our hosts have had on their shows. Steve and JJ on Trailer Rewind, Ray and Ocean on Silver Linings, even Tommy's short-lived No, No, Wait, Hear Me Out. And so many films they've discussed started out as a book, a play, or even a TV series. Well, now you can support our whole family of podcasts by using our new Originals page to buy the original source material used to inspire films covered on our shows. Just visit thenextreel.com slash originals. Your purchases made through our links give us a small commission at no extra cost to you and allow us to keep having these fantastic conversations. It's a wonderful way to support the show. Producing these podcasts week after week require a ton of work behind the scenes. If you'd like to help support our efforts, try using our originals page when shopping for books and movies that we've covered. It's your one-stop shop for Amazon and Apple links where you can buy the book, play, video game, movie, etc. upon which the movie is based. Original material for trailer rewind movies like If Beale Street Could Talk, The Goldfinch, Aniara, or The Two Faces of January, or Silver Linings movies like Repo Men, which was based on the repossession Mambo. Plus, by using those links to buy books, Amazon and Apple show us a little bit of love, which allows you to support our family of shows with minimal effort. Visit thenextreel.com slash originals. It's a fantastic way to support the show and find a great book to read. That's right. Head over to thenextreel.com slash originals to find your next read and get started today. Mm-hmm.